welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case, and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today is my co-pilot, Jeff Harding. Jeff, how are you doing today? Well, this co-pilot is flying a little under the weather. Really? A little bit of a cold. Actually, the cold's going away now. It's going to my chest. I have the cough, but yeah. But uh, overall, I'm doing pretty good. Well, so... This, this About is the tenth time this because, season. Jeff, tell me if any of this sounds familiar to you. Okay. Runny nose. Yes. Sore throat. Yes. Cough. Yes. Congestion. Yes. Sneezing. Yes. And just generally feeling awful. Yes. Any of that, any of that sounds if you, familiar? If you've been watching me, if you've been spying on me, Kyle, <laughs> yes, it, uh, everyone will do. Yeah, so of course these are all signs that you have a common cold. And according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention... Adults, on average, have about two to three colds each year. Well, then that's, I'm, that's then I'm the above average. average because I've already had that many this year. I knew that. I knew that because I've seen you suffer yeah. this, this uh, winter and spring. And, uh, you know, when you consider that the average cold lasts seven to ten days, I mean, that's that's 18 to 20 days out of 365 that the average person spends fighting the cold. I feel like you've been fighting it for more than that. For 45 days, I've been 45 out of 45. It feels I've like it. Just beginning or just getting over it or just getting started started again. So, yeah. yeah. It's been... So, anyway, I, I know you've been struggling with the cold. It, it's been hanging on, and then you get a little bit better, and then it comes right back to you. Today, Jeff, I want to see if we can discover the reason why. Well, I already know it's my grandson. Oh, you know. Okay. Well, then we can just skip over the intro. Uh, <laughs> No, actually, there are several things that can uh, lead to someone suffering from a cold, and I want to see if any of these apply to you. All and right. See if we can. Track I'll be the guinea pig okay? here. Number one, you're a smoker. Nope. Okay, I, I knew that. I knew that that was not I, the I knew case. Didn't, I, yeah. I knew that that didn't apply to you. But Cedrina Calder, who is a preventative medicine doctor and health expert, says that the chemicals found in cigarette smoke have been found to alter the immune system's natural response by weakening it. It directly affects the cells of the immune system, she says, and that causes you to become more likely to catch frequent colds. Wow. So additionally, Calder says that smoking temporarily damages the tiny little hairs of the respiratory tract that normally help to clear out mucus and debris, which tend to carry those germs. Is that what tickles your throat when you have the cough to the little hairs? I think it's more in your nose, right? Oh, well, okay, yeah. I don't think that that... I, I, yeah, well, I could be wrong. Maybe your hairs are longer than mine. I don't know. Well, I'm old. They are. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she says to prevent the common cold, the best solution is to just stop smoking altogether. Speak to your doctor about quitting smoking and your options for help in breaking the habit. And that's only one reason to quit smoking. There's lots and lots of reasons to quit smoking. But I knew that that one didn't apply to you. Right. So here's the next one. Right. Um, Are you an avid hand washer? I try to wash regularly, yeah. Okay. So if you're slacking on your hygiene, particularly when it comes to washing your hands, uh, you shouldn't be surprised that you find yourself with the sniffles on a somewhat regular basis. Mm -hmm. When you don't wash your hands regularly... You're creating an environment that sets the stage up for recurrent infections like a cold, and that's because viral particles caused by the common cold may spread easily, especially when we don't wash our hands. Yeah, and I try so, not to spread, when I have a cold, I try not to spread germs from my hands. I do fist bumps or elbow bumps to say hello to people okay. rather shake hands. So. There you go. So I'm going to check that one off of your list. All right. You're a frequent hand washer. At least you try to be. Yeah. Okay. Regular. Number three, you're stressed out. Uh, no, yeah, 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 maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe a little bit, huh? Yeah. So they found that stress can weaken the immune system's ability to fight infection, 
And this is the way that it does it. It decreases the number of immune cells and blunts the immune system's response to infection. Now, that's interesting. I, I've heard the, the concept that stress can lead to right. uh, getting sick. I didn't realize that stress actually reduces your immune cells. That's interesting to me. It is. To reduce the number of colds you're getting, you might need to consider addressing some of the stressors that you have in your life. You might also want to consider stress-reducing practices like yoga. Yoga. Yeah. <laughs> you can do that was yeah, coming, right? Uh, meditation's another one. Mindfulness techniques, uh, all of which we've talked about on the show before. Have, you know, I, there's one other. Kyle, I need a I need a work vacation to Hawaii for about two weeks. Can you pay you for that? You need a work vacation. You sure. need, there's there's a a particular group it, that you want to recruit. Yes, yes, there is. It's, they're on the beaches in Hawaii. Okay, uh, submit that in writing, and we'll, <laughs> we'll see what we can come up with. He's not going to do it. <laughs> uh, probably not going to be approved, but submit it anyway. Uh, the next one, you're sleep deprived. No, that's something that I've learned from this show. I make yeah. sure you get at least seven hours a night. And that and that is important. Uh, if you wake up rested and ready to face the day, that's a good thing. If you don't, uh, your chances of getting sick is uh, increased. Now, what's so, really a bummer is when you're sick, you don't rest as well, so you don't wake up I as know. refreshed. It's that cycle, right? It it's is. It's that continual cycle. A couple of others really quickly. You're not eating healthy foods. Well, my food, I, I eat healthy foods along with unhealthy foods. So I'm, I'm, I, I, I know you try to get in your fruits yeah. and vegetables, and that's good. Yeah. Uh, experts recommend that we avoid sugar and processed foods, both of which might decrease immune function. And instead, we should be loading up on nutrient-rich whole foods like well-sourced, organic, grass-fed, and finished animal protein, or nourishing soups, colorful salads, green leafy vegetables. All of those are packed with flu and cold-fighting phytonutrients. And uh, they're just good for you. You feel better when you eat good, mm-hmm. right? The last one, maybe this is you. You're spending more time indoors. Well, only because it's been winter. Yeah, because it's cold outside, right? Well, colder. So <laughs> a lot of people think that it's because it's cold outside that we get colds. And yeah. really, it's because we're spending more time inside. In a, in a confined during, space. During the colder months, people are indoors more, which leads to more indoor contact. And then, of course, more spreading of the germs. Experts also say that colder temperatures can slow down the immune system, which makes it easier to get sick. Plus, being inside more means exposure to dust, which can trigger allergies, which can often feel like a cold, even mm-hmm. though it's not a cold, but you still have a lot of those same symptoms. I think a lot of my colds this year have been allergy. Do you? I do. So I think some, this something one, in the air. Right, this, this one is a legitimate cold, but others have been allergies, that, but they affect me the same way. So after going through that list... Do you still trace it back to your grandson? Oh, yeah. Cause okay. Because he's, he's been coughing and sneezing and walking around the house and uh, not covering when his he, mouth. When he's sick, grandpa's sick. Yeah. That's just the way it works. Yeah. Well, Jeff, today's guest is Kevin Weston, a certified exercise physiologist. He uh, has worked in the fitness industry since 2004, has received his master's degree from Concordia University in applied exercise science, and is a return guest on the show. So, Kevin, thanks for coming back. We're glad to have you once again. It's great as always to be here. So as someone in the uh, health and wellness industry, not necessarily specializing in colds, but uh, yeah. someone in the industry, what, does any of that ring true? Or does that sound like what you experience? Yeah, especially uh, the part about the sleep. Uh, when you talked about this kind of this evil snowball of, okay, yeah. I know I need sleep to feel better, but I can't sleep because I'm congested. You know, how do you work through that? So. I've had lots of uh, common uh, experience with that. I don't know exactly what to do about it, uh, but just let the cold take its course, I guess. Sometimes that's the only solution, right, mm-hmm. is just letting it run its course. And Well, there's always cat naps, too, because they help. Yeah. And Jeff would know. 
Yes, I will. Thank you for noticing that, Kyle. <laughs> he walks past my office when Every he goes in at his office. Every once in a while, I've seen Jeff, uh, you know, just being mindful, right? It's a mindful meditation technique. It's very intentional, yes. <laughs> I, when I'm sitting there and my eyes are closed, I'm sitting at my computer, that's what it is. Yes, for he's sure. Been, he's been praying for a long time in there. Wow. Yes, he has. Wow. He's 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 uh, growing closer to uh, <laughs> to uh, the, the, the boss, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. So today, Kevin, we want to talk about wellness strategies that matter the most. Mm-hmm. So let's jump into it. What are some things that, uh, from a health and wellness standpoint, we need to be aware of? Well, uh, when it comes to wellness strategies, uh, in my experience being in the field, there's a little bit of when people are talking about, okay, you know, here's some different goals, objectives that I have, and you know, how, how do I meet those objectives? The first thing we, we want to iron down is what things do you have control over? And what things do you not? And, you know, like that seems like an obvious thing. And yet so many of us spend so much of our time and our energy worrying about the things that we can't control. Absolutely. So uh, to actually be able and to sit down and say, okay, I'm going to sort this out. This is something I can control. And these are some things that are beyond my control. I think there's value in that. Absolutely. And, and as human beings, we're so alike but so different and we're kind of hardwired to try and fix the things that we can't bingo it feels like it right yeah no absolutely and so you know i'll give an example many times uh you know a couple will come to me and they're they're you know on a health journey of some sort and 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 uh even though they're like oh we're we're doing this together so that we can be supportive of each other then they start to be competitive with one another like (laughs) how come my my husband or my wife is getting this and I'm not. And, and so that's an it's example tough, of, well, yeah. because I, I know you are joined as one in marriage, but you're still two different entities. Sure. You know? And so that, that's an example of controlling those things that, you, that are within your realm of influence and those things that are not. Don't worry about it. There's nothing yeah. you can do about it. Yeah, I love it. What are some other things? We, we mentioned sleep. I think that's a, that's a great one. Let's talk a little bit about that. How important it is, and and it is within our control to a great degree. Absolutely, um, I think one that gets overlooked is how we manage our stress, how we react to it. We always know that life's always going to throw us curveballs, but how you manage that is going to vary from from person to person. Uh, some people might be, um, you know, the to not listen to to the music or talk radio or on the way home from work or uh, just kind of having listened to silence. Uh, it yeah. could be taking a nap. It could be, um, you know, um, watching a movie or something that kind of gets your mind off of, uh, you know, what it is that they're dealing with. But I think for a lot of people, it's having that social connection, having that human connection with other people and having someone that you can talk to and, and work through if there's, you know, different challenges, you know, that you're facing in your life is a big component. And I think that we're understanding more and more these days about the importance of mental health and how crucial that that is in each of our lives. And, you know, for a long time, that's been a real stigma. It's, there's been a real negativity attached to that idea of, of mental health and maybe mental illness. And it's, I think that it's still there to some degree, but we're working through it. And I think that's a very positive thing. So you touched on what I think is a crucial crucial aspect of mental health, and that is the social aspect mm-hmm. of mental health and being able to just share how you're feeling with people and, and talk through some of those problems. I think that's very important. Yeah, and not on a social media base. Uh, I mean, <laughs> But one-on-one, right? Right. Doing it, doing it on Facebook or Snapchat or, or whatever your personal preferred app is is not really doing you much good as it's, far as dealing with the things and, and having a social interconnection. It's not the same thing, that is for sure. You're listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life, 
And we are visiting with exercise physiologist Kevin Weston. Today we're talking about wellness strategies that matter the most. And, uh, you know, like like uh, you said, Kevin, the, the ability to to understand where our stress comes from and deal with it in whatever way works best for us is a great thing that we can actually control when it comes to our overall health and wellness. What else have you got for us? That's a great one. So, I mean, all these things, um, I don't want to give anyone the impression of compartmentalizing. You know, right, yeah, because, it's a big Because they all overlap, but uh, a big one that I always will use with people is get out and, and move your body. I mean, your body is designed to move, and it's this amazing machine that knows how to um, repair itself and to heal itself, but you have to give your body an opportunity to do that. And I think a great way to do that is through physical activity. It's through how you fuel your body with food is going to be a major component of that. Um, so it's going to be a combination of many things. And, and at the Live Well Center, we can kind of help navigate people to know, okay, um, if, if you have identified an area that you want to improve on, we can kind of help you on your individualized journey on how to do that that's appropriate for you. And, you know, it, it, to me it's interesting that the, the concept of overall health and wellness within the uh, medical community it's such an interesting concept. I think many of us, when we're sick or we have an injury or a disease, the first thing we think of is let's go to the doctor and let's try to get this taken care of. Um, there's a whole movement of preventative ideas, and it goes beyond uh, you know, once a year taking your blood pressure mm-hmm. and uh, listening to your heart at your annual physical, which is very important. But this whole concept of whole picture overall health and wellness and uh, in a lot of ways, uh, the you know the Intermountain organization is is leading that charge. But there are resources available all across the country and even around the world where people can get connected uh, in a professional setting with people who can help them approach their health and wellness in a holistic way. And I think that's exciting. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's definitely a proactive approach, not a reactive approach. Is you know usually what I refer to. And even if you live someplace that maybe you're not close to um, services, maybe you, you live somewhere where um, it's you know far away from a, a major city. I mean, there's so many resources online that you yeah. can refer to uh, as well uh, in regards to exercise, nutrition, stress management, uh, tools uh, for to, to, to help with uh, sleep deprivation. I mean, we live in this information age. It's the the, the challenge is for most people is navigating to kind of sort through what is evidence-based and what is just someone's opinion. And that, and that is the challenge, right? That is oftentimes the challenge. So we've talked a little bit about some of the things in our overall health and wellness strategies that we can influence. Uh, we alluded to the fact earlier in the show that there are things that we cannot influence, and sometimes we spend a lot of time worrying about that. What are some things that we can't influence that we need to just let go and, and focus in on those things that are within our control? Um, I, I would say um, age, uh, um, genetics is a big one. You know? What do you mean I can't control? I can tell people I'm whatever age I want to tell them. What do you mean I can't control my age? <laughs> <laughs> you can control what you tell people your age is. That's not the exact same thing oh, I see now. as controlling yeah. your age. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. I mean, there's, there's many times when, when people are not as physically active as they once were, and then they start you know, exercising and they'll say, my goodness, like I, I can't do what I used to do, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. And I tell them, that's you're okay. right. That's and, okay, and that's though. okay. You know, <laughs> if you're 65, I say, let's, let's be the best 65 year old version of yourself that you can be. 
rather than, oh, I'm trying to really turn back the clock and, and, and keep up with this person or that person. I, you know, don't worry about that person, you know, compete against yourself and, and uh, be the best uh, version that you can be. Well, there are people that are genetically pre- predisposed to be more physically uh, with greater physical abilities as they get older, too. I mean, some people have the great genes that let them age well and, and seem younger than they are. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that is true. But but what the research is really showing is, yes, there are aggressive genes that are that are out there, and and, and it is what it is. You know, um, uh, both Kyle and I are both follically challenged. You know, and uh, <laughs> that's and true. that's okay. That means they have long flowing hair down yes, their shoulders. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, just like you get to control your age by telling people you're younger than you are. So, <laughs> but, but what they're but what they're really showing is when it comes to genetics, is is many of these uh, uh, these heretic traits are. It's those genes are loading the gun, but it's our lifestyle that's actually pulling the trigger and manifesting those genes to to activate. And that's, uh, again, back to something that maybe we can control, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. 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 Love that. What are some things in the middle that are kind of like questionable areas that maybe we need to focus on but not give way to everything? Sure. Um, I definitely say... uh, um, you know, hormones or, um, you know, if, if uh, a female's, you know, menopausal, um, uh, certain medications that someone needs to take, you know, that, that, that keeps them alive um, or has them, that allows them to have a certain quality of life. I mean, those are things that are going to be in the middle that, you know, I'm, you know, a physician or another healthcare provider is probably not going to advise them to, to change because they need those things. But, uh, but maybe you can look at other different options, you know, um, that will get you closer to where you want to be that's, you know, guided by a medical professional. Well, and that's true. I mean, as, as Cal knows, I had my thyroid removed from cancer right. about uh, 15, 16 years ago. And I noticed a difference in how my body responded on the replacement therapy as opposed to on my natural thyroid. So I can, I, I mean, there was definitely a drop off. Yeah. But there's nothing I can do about that. It's, it's a medical situation. It's my medications. Yeah. And, and that's another one where we say, you know, it is what it is, and, and that's okay. But once again, let's kind of turn our course to going within those four areas that we do have control over, which is going to be our your movement, how you eat, your sleep quality and duration, as well as how you react and manage, you know, the stressful situation, you know, that life uh, throws at you. Awesome. Now, I know your expertise is kind of in the exercise sciences, and mm-hmm. so um, I want to focus in on that for the last couple of minutes of the show. Um, physical activity. What are the best things that we can do that are that are most impactful from an overall holistic health and wellness approach? What's the what's the best thing out there for us to be considering as we you know consider that that concept of physical activity? I know this is going to sound really elementary, but it's it's the truth. That is, you you, you want to be able to, to realize that when it comes to physical activity, there there isn't a finish line. It's not a how long do I have to do this so I can go back to you know, what I used to do. <laughs> right, right, right. And so with that, I always encourage people of start with something that you enjoy. If you despise a particular activity, even though your friends do this and and they've had great results from that, don't start with that. Start with something that you at least tolerate. If you do that, you're more <laughs> likely to do it long term as compared to. Um, I mean, the common one that I always hear people say is, oh, Kevin, you know, I know I should exercise, but I hate running. And I'm like, well, why would you run then? Then don't well, run, because, Yeah, right? you know. Well, because it's exercise. But, but right? it's exercise. I go, yeah. let's, let's broaden your horizon and, you know, oh, man, I sure love pickleball or I sure love, okay, well, great. Go there and let's build off of that foundation. So I can let burpees go without any guilt feelings. 
I don't have to worry about not doing the burpees. You're not doing burpees right now. No, I don't do burpees. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they are not fun. Or you're not you're not in a warrior uh, two yoga no, pose right now no, either. No, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, definitely not in the a warrior two yoga. <laughs> no, 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 yoga, no, 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 no down dogs either. No. <laughs> neither am I. Awesome. So I love that as counsel, as advice. I think that makes a ton of sense. And as you said, maybe it sounds a little too elementary uh, that people don't embrace that. But it, what a what a starting point, you know. What a great starting point. Find the thing that works for you. Find the thing that you will do. What is the best exercise for you? It's the thing that you'll do, right? Absolutely. So Absolutely. if running's not your thing, then there's something else out there that, that may be your thing that can be physical activity. I know for us, hiking is the thing that we really enjoy doing. So we do a lot of hiking. Yeah, and you do. And, and um, that's a fantastic way to get outside and get vitamin D. It's a great way to increase your heart rate. There's, there's a ton of benefits of getting out and hiking. Other things. What are some other examples, samples? I, I, I think the other uh, um, thing that I would, I would also advise is start with something, whether it be 10 minutes or 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Usually we advise people 30 minutes a day, I mean, just to start off with because the research shows that it will lower your risk for chronic disease. Um, but those 30 minutes can be broken up into three 10-minute segments or two 15-minute segments. Um, and then also just find any excuse to move. Your body is this machine that does it's not designed to be stationary. So look for opportunities to add activity into your day and to not be in the same position for really more than about 45 minutes to an hour without some type of interruption to, to go get a drink of water, or to, to go use the restroom or whatever it may be to, to add movement uh, throughout your day. I knew old age had this advantage because you only go about every 45 minutes without going to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So drink a lot of water and you drink will get that movement in there. Get yeah. up and get, and yeah. get moving. See? And again, there's so many simple, basic things that we can incorporate into our lives. Everything from taking the stairs instead of the elevator or the escalator. Um, as you said, just, just getting up every once in a while. If you have a desk job, which, which Jeff and I, you know, that, that's part of what we do. We, we do find ourselves sitting at our desk a lot. But just standing up and walking around the office, saying hello to somebody, uh, just incorporating movements into our daily activities can go a long way. I, I heard a tip. This is a tip that I heard from another podcast, but uh, it was every time you sit down in a chair, do one squat. So you sit down in the chair, stand up, and sit down again. And if you were to do that, on average, you will have done 10,000 squats in a year. Wow. So... Um, everyone would just think that, like, yeah. your, 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 your seat must be hot or something because you keep on sitting down and standing up and then sit down. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's amazing. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be these big, gigantic, life-altering changes. It could be like your dog. You could sit down and turn around <laughs> and sit back down again because, you know, that's what the dogs do. They, they, they have to find just the right position. Yeah, there, see? There are simple things wherever we go. I, I really like that. Um, you know, someone, someone I, I went to a training once, someone said, uh, you know, every time you get up to go to the bathroom or go to the coffee machine or whatever, um, drop down and do two push-ups, And, you know, those add up, of course. But the thing is, is that while you're down there, you might as well do more than two, right? Yeah. I mean, you maybe pound out 10 of them instead, <laughs> you know, and then that those all those things just start to add up. And and again, from a holistic overall viewpoint, it's the little things that make the difference. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, we sure appreciate you uh, joining us, Kevin. Thanks for sharing your expertise with us, and hopefully we'll have you back soon. Oh, it was great to be here. Thank you so much. So, Jeff. Yes. Registration for the Huntsman World Senior Games is open and has been for several weeks yes, now. Yes, it is, and yes, it has. We opened on March 1st, and so far, Jeff, we have over 3,000 
registered participants. That's amazing. Which is a lot. We're, we're anticipating that we're going to reach about 11,000 athletes. So yep. we're almost a third of the way there in only a month's time. If you're interested in being a part of the Huntsman World Senior Games this year, and we hope that you're interested we do, we in do. being a part of the Huntsman World Senior Games this year, uh, go ahead and get registered. Get it on your calendar. Use that motivation to help you really live the active life throughout this uh, entire year. It's very easy to do. Just visit SeniorGames.net, click on Register. The process is simple, it's fast, it's secure, and before you know it, you'll be ready to become one of our more than 11,000 athletes who we're anticipating are going to compete this year, and it's going to be awesome. You'll be part of the largest family reunion you've ever been to. That is for sure. The dates for the 2019 Huntsman World Senior Games are October 7th through the 19th. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. You can also subscribe to our podcast anywhere that podcasts are found. Once you've subscribed, give us a rating, write a quick review. You can really make a difference in helping us spread the word. You can also find this and previous shows right on our website, SeniorGames.net, so check it out. Our inspirational quote is from the great Martin Luther King Jr., Jeff. He says, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. That's great. Until next Thursday, stay active. Bye, everyone.